With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Samir, with my co-host today, Jordan, on another free agent edition episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Super excited to have you guys on today's show. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday evening as we are underway on wave two of free agency. Super excited to kick this off. Um, the Broncos obviously made a, a whirlwind of uh, new signings as you know the Broncos finished uh, their first wave of free agency signing Mike McGlinchey, Ben Powers, uh, Jarrett Stidham, and all those guys. And they end up later that night making another whirlwind of signings. Um, you know, once again showing that they are striking big and striking aggressive as George Payne, Sean Payne continue to attempt to assemble a playoff. Um, atmosphere of a team with you know bringing multiple veterans in to replace guys that they have lost I know they lost Calvin Anderson and Draymond Jones unfortunate for us to lose our guy and Calvin Anderson who we just had on the show a few days ago but the Broncos are gonna have to be in market for a backup offensive tackle and then obviously um, they lost Draymond Jones to the Seattle Seahawks on around like a, a three-year deal where he's averaging around 17 million a year um so the Broncos, they go ahead and get defensive end Zach Allen from the Arizona Cardinals who reunites with Vance Joseph. Uh, me and you talked a little bit about him. Um, he is going to be signing a three-year deal here with the Broncos. Three years, $45.75 million deal, including $32.5 million guaranteed. So he got he got the back thrown at him, and deservingly so. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, when I saw we got him, I was really excited. But then mm -hmm. what made it even, you know, better was the contract we got him on. We got it for three years. Um, I watched a little bit of the hard knock, so I kind of know a little bit about Zach Allen. And I'm not gonna lie, we we got him for a steal. You know, I know everybody was kind of sad that Draymond Jones left and he kind of went to Seattle and they're like, Well, we could have gave him 17. No, I think Zach Allen's just the better, you know, he's the better player. I think, you know, for scheme fit wise too. And the money we got him at. And I mean, his he's very underrated. You know, being in Arizona under JJ Watt and a lot of those guys on the defensive line, he was really underrated. And you go watch his highlights and look at his some of his um next gen stats, pro football focus stats. He's a he's a stud. Yeah, I'm really, really excited we got him. He was one of those up there on my list uh, for the defensive end for the Broncos. And look, the Broncos losing Draymond Jones, they had to go get someone to immediately replace Draymond's presence because you can't just go sign or draft someone, you know, in the third round and expect them to have, you know, replace the same impact that Draymond had in the past rush. So I think this is the absolute best move, reuniting with him and with Vance Joseph, who he had his best season in his career with last season. Um, you know, I made it really su uh, super well known um, on our, you know, the last episode that you know Zach Allen's he, he really really went uh, under the radar by not not only NFL fans but I feel like NFL analysts in general. I mean, you're constantly hearing about Draymond Jones, Javon Hargrave, all these guys, but Zach Allen was he was really in the shadows to get a big contract, and he got it here in Denver. Um, I and, you know I made it really well known as well in our last episode is a little bit bold. Some people disagreed with me, but he had a, he had more production than Tremont Jones last year. He, he had one last sack and we got him for 2 million cheaper. This, you know, on an average annual value 
um, than Draymond Jones. So it, it's absolutely a steal, like you mentioned, to get him and replace him immediately with uh, Draymond Jones and then allocate that extra few million to maybe somewhere else. I know the Broncos just reached terms with um, special teams ace cornerback uh, from the Houston Texans and Tremont Smith, who's going to be a big con you know, contributor to the special teams and even back up uh, Patrick Sutan and Damari Mathis as well. So the Broncos are using their money uh, wisely. Um, they're using it, you know, to a very intelligent, um, you know, utilizing it the best way that they can to, you know, add, you know, pieces to this defense. Um, it's a little bit of a misky move, you know, move um, getting, you know, Zach Allen all this money, considering there's been a little bit of injury history his first few years in his career. Um, and he only had one great season there in Arizona. But I think this is with the pieces that were available in free agency, you had to make this move. It made too much sense. And I think his career is only going to go up from here. And the fact that we got Bo Lowry, you know, one of the best, you know, strength conditioning guys in the entire NFL, um, best training um, trainers in the entire NFL that we've seen in a long, long time. Um, I, you can argue, make the argument that he's one of the greats, and the, and you know any guy who has an injury and is going to be coming in here, I think they're they're going to see a little bit more you know healthy seasons uh, in front of them. Yeah, and with Zach Allen, you know I'm gonna just throw out some stats. You know, Pro Football Focus they graded him a 72.7 overall grade. Meanwhile, Draymond Jones got a 51.8. So they, you know, like like Amir said, he's already a better player. And then um, his. I think yeah, next gen they did a run stuff rate leader among the defensive tackles in the league, and he was second only behind Aaron Donald at a five point five run stuff rate. Yeah. So I mean, you look at him; it's, it's an underrated signing. Um, you could tell Sean Payton and those guys did their, you know, they did their um, due diligence. Uh, credit to Van Joseph for getting this guy here. I mean, it, you know, it's some guys we could have signed. You know, I saw people was like we should have went when it got Marcus Davenport, but I think they really wanted somebody that could stuff the run. You know, what I'm saying somebody that could really yeah. do a little bit of both. Uh, Marcus Davenport, he's more of a pass rusher, you know. But I, I mean, I loved it. I, I didn't really see a problem with it when we got it. I was, I was extremely excited. Like, I'm just happy that we got somebody that again flew under the radar, got him at a bargain, and we got him up locked up for three years. So I don't really see the problem with us going to get Zach Allen. Um, I mean, he was, he's. I'm telling you, watch it. I guarantee you, like midway through the season, everybody's gonna be talking about how much of a steal he was. It's just that's what happens. I mean, but yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm really ecstatic with this signing. You're bringing up the rush defense. The really only run defenders we have on this defensive line are like Mike Purcell and Deshaun Williams. That's really that's really about it. And the fact that they got Zach Allen, one of the better run stoppers, or excuse, yeah, DJ yeah. Jones, completely forgot, my bad. And um, yeah, to bring in Zach Allen, one of the better run stopping defensive ends in the entire NFL, that that was that was huge. Yeah. Um, so I think I think this was the best move with what you had available in front of you, and to replace that presence on the defensive line. Um, so the Broncos don't really take a step back, and you can make the argument that they take a step forward with the signing as well. It was a very smart signing in general by um, George Payton, you know, Vance Joseph helping out with that as well. Um, so next, uh, obviously, the Broncos uh, reached terms with our guy, Alex Singleton, inside linebacker. They re-signed him three, to a three-year, $18 million deal, including $9 million guaranteed. I know he was on the DNVR Broncos podcast yesterday, and he said whenever George Payton threw those numbers in front of him, he said, holy shit. Because he's, he's one of those guys who bounced around with the CFL, the Eagles, getting cut multiple times in the NFL, and he finally gets his deserved payday in the NFL. I'm really happy for him. He deserves this. He had like something crazy. Like how many tackles did he have last year? Like it was somewhere it was, between a, like yeah, 140 yeah. and 160, something crazy. And he obviously was, I think he was like the ninth leading tackler in the NFL, maybe even higher than that, maybe eighth. 
Yeah, I mean, he is up there, man. He knows how to get after the ball. He is all around. He flies around the field. And I'm really the biggest thing is I'm really excited to see the Bash brothers reunited. Him and Josie Jewell are going to have a hell of a season together. I know Josie Jewell has only one more year left on his contract, but this I'm really excited to see those guys back together. And when they're on the field together, healthy, they're one of the best linebacker tandems in the entire NFL. Singleton's a very, very healthy player. He's always contributing on the field, both on defense and special teams, even when he was a starter. He just it was just too valuable of a piece to um for Peyton to let go at just six million a season. Yeah, and um you brought up the tackles, so I have the numbers. He had 163 combined tackles, 101 solo tackles, six tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. I mean, and we're talking about a guy who was brought here on like a one-year deal to, to kind of boost special teams a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember we got him. Philly fans are just kind of like, yeah, good luck with him. Yeah, he was terrible for us, yada, yada, yada. And he came yeah. in, uh, Jonas Griffith got hurt in like week two, and he just – he exploded. He took off uh, the Chargers game and just every, almost every single game, this dude's putting him like 10 tackles. And you, if you watch, you know, every if you watch like all the Broncos game, you just see he's everywhere – Stuff in the run, coming in between gaps, making tackles in the run game, making tackles in the passing game. I mean, he's just all over the field. So, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't think Denver was going to bring him back. I thought Denver was going to kind of wait, you know, wait and see the linebacker market, test out some other guys like Levante and Bobby Wagner, possibly Eric Kendricks. And then, um, man, I took a nap and woke up and saw we got him back. I was like, okay, so Denver really wanted to bring this guy back. I, I was surprised that they did, but, I mean, I'm all here for it. I, I didn't want him to leave. So, I think, yeah, I think. Man, this is a great move. I think that Alex Singleton, he's probably going to be our linebacker one next season. A lot of people don't – I don't know how they're going to feel about that, but he's probably going to be our, our linebacker one next season. He deserves it. Holy cow. You guys heard the news. Uh, Darius Slay was uh, released this morning. Pat Sertan is on Twitter as we speak right now uh, tweeting uh, eye emojis. I don't, I don't really think that's in response to Tremont Smith, and everybody is on, on Twitter right now going crazy. If we get Darius Slay – I, I officially um and I I guarantee you cap space cap space is a fucking myth I swear it is yeah. and that that will be you have two top five corners on the same team are you kidding me that's that's almost that's like no fly zone 2.0 I swear yeah. it, this isn't crazy yeah so to go to I want to go to Darius Slate for a minute um man I was kind of like as soon as I heard that they were allowed to seek the trade I kind of been banging it on the table like I really wanted it um. And I, I really want Darius Slay to be a Bronco, man. It's reminded me so much of this 2014 offseason. And you see he gets cut. And I think, you know, he's – you know, I, I think he tweeted, man, it's a lot of elite cornerback duos out there. And I, I'm really thinking, like, he could definitely come to Denver, man. I mean, I, we have the money to give it to him. I don't think he's going to ask for, like, a record-breaking deal. But you never know with him. He might ask for at least around, like, $12, $14 million a season. But if I'm Denver, man, I'm, I'm moving money around and I'm getting it instantly. Yeah, they got to do some restructuring. They have yeah. they've still yet to do that at all. Um, yeah. I'm, I wonder if they really approach Bulls about that. But yeah, another thing I was uh, thinking about as well is if they make this move, they're gonna have to pay Passer Tan either midseason next year or the 2024 offseason. They're gonna have to yeah. give him a bag. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be one. Like I think with them, I, I think Denver, Denver likes to get some of their stuff done. You know, with their top players before you mm-hmm. know. A huge market, market yeah. yeah, huge market reset happens, and you got to end up paying Pastor Tan. You never know how much the market is, but yeah, I think they'll get it done. I wouldn't say this season; it may be somewhat. Maybe I'll try to predict. I'll say like next off season, like I say next off season or during the middle of the next season. I don't think they're going to get anything done this season. But uh, to get back to Alex Singleton, 
For a lot of y'all who don't know, he recorded an 11.7 defensive stop rate last season. That's the highest by any player in a season since 2016. So, man, yeah. he's, he's a tackle machine. That That's exactly what he is. So, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm just glad Denver got him, and we're good. So, linebackers, sure. linebackers are checked off. Alex yeah, I think that, this is another one, just like Zach Allen, where they did the best possible scenario at the position. I really, I'm really, really happy with the way George Payne, you know, addressed that. Um, you know, like the meme goes, he's done miracles on me, and George Payne has done miracles on this franchise so far in the offseason. So I'm very, very happy with uh, what he's he's done so far on that defense. I'm really, I, I you know, honestly. Losing Avero really, really hurt, but I'm I'm really get, glad they uh you know didn't really find many drop offs at defense so far. Um, so going over to offense, the Broncos made a the pretty much the majority of their uh, free agency signings have been on offense. Obviously, that's the main focal point. That's what they have to fix this offseason is that offensive line and just blocking in general needs to be fixed. And I'm really, really, really excited and happy you know ecstatic with uh what george payne and sean payne did you know focusing on fixing the damn you know blocking identity on this team they have been they made it very clear this offseason that they're gonna make this a hard physical fought run team and you know they started they made one of their uh first signings you know obviously mike mcglinchey one of the better run blocking tackles in the entire nfl ben powers one of the better run blocking guards in the entire nfl they made it very clear that that's what what that's what they want to do with the ball this year it's not going to be russell it's not going to be the russell wilson show like hackett wanted to make it it's going to be running the ball and that's going to be their identity this season i'm really really happy i've made it very clear in the past that I, you know, running the ball is the key to success in the NFL, even though it's trending upwards with, you know, these elite um, arms from quarterbacks. But the Broncos signed Jaguars tight end Chris Manhurts to a two-year, $6 million deal. He's an incredible blocker. The Broncos desperately needed a finer veteran blocker after Eric Tomlinson walked in free agency. A lot of Jaguars fans were, you know, I don't really look at what fans have to say too much, you know, too often because, like you mentioned early on, Eagles fans are super, um, you know, they were kind of laughing <laughs> at us after we signed Alex Singleton. And, you know, now that we signed, a, you know, Chris Manhurst from the Jaguars, all their fans are very upset about losing him because of the, the impact he had in the blocking game even though they have Evan Ingram they're really upset that they lost um Chris Manhurts you know I, I like to you know judge it more about how my gut feeling is on these things and kind of how he looks on film but you can't help but notice a lot of the Jaguars fans are upset about losing him um he, he doesn't get a ton of looks in the receiving game but brings the hammer on run blocking one of the better run blocking tight ends out there I think this is another uh, great signing by George Payton yeah, and I'm not going to lie. It kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, I didn't really know who he was, so I did some background on it. He played under Sean Payton with the Saints for 2015 and 2016. Um, last year, he was the 17th best run blocking tight end in, in the NFL. Um, and with him, it's, it's kind of strange. You know, he didn't. He never played football. Like, didn't play any college football. He played basketball. Rex Ryan just gave yeah. him a tryout. Thing that they said, in, was it 2010, Rex Ryan gave him a tryout? And he made the team and just been in the league ever since. That's absolutely insane. You never play football. You just get a tryout in the NFL. But, yeah, um, they said he's – it's kind of insane. They said he's a true wide, uh, wide tight end that had one of the highest run um, highest run pass splits. I mean, plus he can catch too. So, I'm, I'm expecting Denver, Denver to, to do a lot of play action, a lot of play action. So Exactly, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's going to fit. He's going to fit just fine in there. So. Yeah, really, really happy about that signing Denver made as well. Um, also, the Broncos brought in uh, Bengals running back Samaje Pirine, who I talked a lot about in our episode 
where we uh, were, you know, mentioning the Broncos need to address the running back position, whether fans like it or not. Um, you know, we don't, you know, I feel like Javon, you know, I heard a little bit about Javante Williams, you know, being back week one. That's what he believes, um, you know, you know, barring any uh, unforeseen circumstances with re-aggravating that uh, knee injury, knock on wood. But the Broncos bring in Samaje Pirine, who actually, I believe this move signifies Javante Williams being back sooner than people believe, like I, yeah. I'm telling you guys. So if they really believe that Javante was missing lengthy time, they would have went after a David Montgomery or a Jamal Williams or whoever that you know big star running back is going to be. So I think this move signifies that you know he's a guy who took the who was fine with taking the backseat to yep. Joe Mixon. Um, he was a big you know team player contributing to the team wherever he can. He even played special teams the last two years at Cincinnati. So he, he's a big team player, and I think this move just all the more signifies that Javante Williams is you know recovering a lot more faster than the NFL haters want want them to. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This signing it made me like it, it was one of those signings. I was like, okay, I like it because he's a very underrated guy. And as soon as we got him, you see a lot of the Bengals, Bengals fans like, man, fuck, we lost some AJ. And yeah. you know, you see all these, you know, um, a lot of these people talking about some. It's a very one of the most underrated signings of free agency, and mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, he can do both. He's a receiving back, um, and plus he can run it. But he's also, but I, I kind of looked about him. He's a very like third down back. Like he comes in the game a lot yeah. of third downs. Um, great in pass protection in a in a key stat that I absolutely love about this guy. He hasn't fumbled in five years. I commend That's crazy. I, I really commend us for that. I mean, he's a guy. He come and it seems like every time he came in for Joe Mixon, he balled out, did his thing in the mm-hmm. passing, like I said, in the passing game and the receiving game. Um, and we got him on a good deal too. I think three and a half million for a backup running back of his caliber. He's arguably one of the better like backup running backs in the league. Like they yeah. had him ranked, I think, top three backup running backs in the league. So I love it. Yeah, like I mentioned in our running back episode, you know, Joe Burrow and those guys, they said that he's one of those guys that when he gets his opportunity, he ceases it. So I think this is definitely an amazing signing for the Broncos. And I I don't see many people talking about it, but this is one of the better locker room guys in the entire NFL. And the Broncos got him. You know, Joe Burrow talked about him being one of those locker room guys everyone talks about, not just the Cincinnati Bengals organization. He said that he's a very fun teammate to play with. Everybody loves him. Like I said, he's just a team player, team player, team player. He does whatever he can to make that offense better, and he's very lethal out of the receiving game as well. Yeah, it's just it's one of those signings, you know, that you could tell you could tell we went into free agency and did the research, did the due diligence, and actually looked at a lot of these guys Mm because when we got them, um, you know, I I I just thought I was like, you know, this actually means Javante is gonna be back a whole lot sooner because you know I'm like they didn't go after Kareem Hunt, they didn't go after David Montgomery like a lot of people thought they would, Miles Sanders. Yeah, it's surprising that he's still a free agent. But, I mean, yeah, it's just the – I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not surprised, man. I mean, Javante's going to come back sooner than later, and you got a good backup running back to go, to go along with him. So, let's go. Exactly. I, lo- I love this signing. Everybody was kind of freaking out. Not freaking out, but some people were a little bit pessimistic about it. But I think uh, Broncos fans are going to warm up to the signing. Um, he, he's just – an and one thing I, I forgot to mention, he's one of the better pass-blocking running backs in the entire yeah. NFL as well. So the Broncos are getting someone who is the best at a lot of things at his position in the NFL. He's just super underrated. That's what he uh, – you look at the comment sections from you know people announcing the signing, and all you see from Bengals fans, underrated, 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 yeah. underrated. And so – 
I, I think he's I think he's finally going to get um, some, you know, a noise a little bit once people start re- recognizing him with uh, Russell Wilson in this offense uh, this upcoming season. Yep. Um, and I think I think this signing makes it a lot more comfortable on Javante's part to, you know, recover. And this Samaje Pirine does bring a Javante Williams kind of play style. He plays very hard physical. He is not afraid to take contact. He is not afraid to take contact. So he, he's going to he's going to truck you and drag you along the way as well. So I, yep. I like this uh, this uh, Pirine signing a lot a lot this is one of my guys who uh, i had circled for sure um and the broncos are signing a super bowl champion uh chiefs fullback michael burton to be the next fullback after andrew beck or signed with the houston texans another signing that proves the identity sean payton is trying to build on the denver offense a tough physical run game with huge blockers uh, Michael Burton sits at a six foot, 243 pounds. He played in 17 games last year, was a big piece in Kansas City's rushing attack with Isaiah Pacheco taking, um, you know, the kind of the the uh, the keys to the car um, there in the postseason run as well. Um, he's just a physical run blocker. He's a massive upgrade over Andrew Beck, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't I, I didn't like the way the NFL was going with eliminating the fullback position, you know, especially, you know, in Denver when uh, Pat Armor came on, he traded Janovich immediately. Um, and we really haven't had a, you know, a fullback at the position since Andrew Beck was kind of more of a tight end. He just, you know, they just kind of lined him up there, but I loved it. I think that, you know, Denver needs to bring the identity running the football more. I think, a, I think the fullback is a very, like, it's kind of a very underrated position. Like you, I, I feel like every team will, is going to need a fullback. So, I mean, I'm glad we got the best one available. So. Exactly. Yeah. Just. Obviously, big signing for Sean Payne in the offense. He's a big scheme fit. He's exactly what the Broncos needed, and um, he's going to be huge, huge for uh, not only blocking for Russell Wilson, but getting Javante and uh, Samaje P. Ryan yards. So this is just is just a great signing from top to bottom, and yeah. the fact that he's coming fresh off a Super Bowl win, I think that's going to be big, big for the locker room, and everybody loves him. You see, uh, you know, all over social media, no, everybody's always like Burt, Burr, you know, you know calling him a fool and stuff whatever whatever he's doing he's just a liked guy and i think uh you know from a locker room standpoint this is a this is a great signing for the broncos yeah and uh you know bronco fans who's still on the fence about it you know go watch his game against kansas city in december um he put up he had 21 carries 106 yards six catches and 50 yards he averaged five yards a carry and he, i started him in fantasy that week yes he killed the cheese so i just feel like any guys who want the fence about uh this my jp ron signer just go and watch his tape that's all i'm gonna say just go and watch his tape Underrated exactly. Really, really happy with that signing as well. I really can't find many signings I don't like besides the Mike McGlinchey one, but um, that that one I definitely am warming up to, and I, I'm certainly not mad by it by any means. I mean, we got third best tackle on the market. So um, next we have our final signing that we've made in wave two of free agency. Um, it is Texan special teams ace cornerback who's going to be backing up PS2 and Damari Mathis, according to Mike Kliss. It is Tremont Smith. Um, just an all-around big special teams contributor. He can also uh, return kicks, punts, whatever you need him to do. He's gonna he's gonna contribute and make the special teams a better unit. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, Montreal Washington, watch out because this guy Tre- Tremont Smith is a dog. He's a dog. Uh, he ran a four-three-three at the combine when he came into the league. He's kind of bounced around a little bit, but his main thing is just his speed. And I think. Um, he knew that, you know, I think they knew that going into uh, this year with Houston. Um, but I think, you know, this year he played a lot more like his true position corner. They lined him up a lot more outside. He didn't do a great job, but he like, you know, he didn't do something that's like outstanding or anything like that. But he did a pretty solid job at it. He's not the he's not as bad as I thought he was going to be when they put him out there 
Um, but I mean, I love it, you know, for the deal we got him at. But one thing I will say, it looks like that Denver is establishing Damari Mathis is going to be the cornerback too. I think they, with this signing, you can kind of see yeah. I don't because I don't think you pay a guy. Um, how much they paid him? It was five point five over two years. Yes, correct. Yeah, so I don't. Let me see what's the math on that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be around like two point two yeah, a season. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we. It's gonna be tough, but uh, unless Denver goes out there and makes a big play for another big time corner, I think Demari Mathis is looking like he's gonna be the cornerback too. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere that he had like a 98 yard pick six. Cause I'm not going to lie to you guys. I mm-hmm. haven't really, I really haven't touched the, the tape on uh, Tremont Smith yet. Um, really haven't yeah, looked he, too much into him, but I, yeah, that that's crazy. 98 yard pick six. I think the last time we saw that in Denver was, um, I believe, uh, keep to lead. He ran it for like 103 yards. I think you were, I think, you know, I don't think it was a pick six. I think he had a 90, I think he had a kick return. Oh, okay. 90 that, yard. Yeah. I mean, but, we could use that for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I had to, if I'd say he was a better returner just out of him in Montreal, I'm gonna go with Tremont Smith. I mean, he's he's like that's that's what that's what he's been in the league for is his kick returner. And he's been mm-hmm. he's been a beast. So, I mean, the Broncos have ranked dead last in kick return average yards in the last few years. So, now Montreal Washington, he's gonna get a run for his money for sure. With this, he's gonna get a run for his money. Yeah, I love Montreal as a person. He's great for that wide yeah. receiver room, but the Broncos needed competition. We made that pretty evident and clear. Um, and I think he's definitely we, we needed some competition. And I think uh, ultimately, you know, at the at the moment, I would prefer Tremont Smith to win the job. But um, you, you never know how camp's going to go. I think this is a good sign. You need a veteran to go push Montreal Washington. He, he just seemed like he's a little too shaky, uncomfortable around the midseason. Yeah. Um, then especially in that uh, the Chargers game as well. So there's a few mistakes you expect that from a rookie. But regardless, the Broncos need a competition in the return game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing we're going to talk about on today's episode is the positions of need still for the Broncos as we are officially underway in wave two of free agency today, free agency officially started. So that's kind of why I'm calling it, you know, wave two of free agency, but today, um, is the beginning of, you know, uh, players being able to, uh, you know, sign contracts. You're going to see a lot of, you know, pictures. I assume you're going to see some, you're probably going to see Ben Powers, um, Mike McGlinchey at the Broncos facility today on maybe the Broncos Twitter and Instagram, you know, signing, putting ink on the paper. Um, so the, a lot of these contracts are going to become official today and tomorrow. Um, so the Broncos position still of need. Um, there's still quite a bit. And, you know, not all of them are obviously going to be addressed in free agency. I don't think you guys are going to see too many big deals left. Yeah. I know some people still really want CJ Gardner Johnson. I know he was uh, following a lot of Denver Broncos players on Instagram. I even followed the Broncos account before shortly unfollowing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, at this point, it just doesn't really seem realistic. I know the Eagles are making a strong push at the last second to re-sign him, even though he's he's kind of said a little bit of a goodbye to the Philly Nation on his uh, TikTok and Instagram. But um, I, I at this point, I don't really see it being realistic. I think he's going to get around 13, 14, even maybe 15 a season. I think he's I think he's going to reset the safety market. And the Broncos, they can't they're not really in position to do that. And if you're going to be if I'm going to be honest with you guys, CJ Garner Johnson would be a good, damn good addition to this team. But I I don't really want it money wise because I think Caden Stearns is in the wing and he's ready to make his case to eventually get a, a deal of that caliber. Yeah, um, I think C.J. Garner-Johnson interesting. I think that, you know, he could reset the safety market, but I think Adam Schefter kind of said it best that, you know, the longer you wait, the longer the price yeah. is going to continue to go down. Um, I think really if Denver wanted him, I think Denver could get him. I think I, I just think that's I think if they really, really wanted him, they could absolutely go sign him. I think like I, I know Sean Payton wants him. I'm going to just say that, like, I really believe Sean Payton would love to get him in Denver. 
But I just think the money situation is going to be extremely tight if we do. We're going to have to pay him around $12 million a year minimum. That's just a minimum for C.J. Gardner-Johnson unless he takes a humongous discount because he still hasn't had his, like, payday yet. So um, I would love for him to go to Denver. I don't – realistically now, like, I feel like if we was to get him, it would have been around that time, you know, he that all that stuff was coming out. You know, him following the Broncos, it would have been around that. Nothing has happened yet, so I think he's going to move into another direction. I've seen him liking some Bengals stuff. The Bengals do have the money to pay him, especially losing Jesse Bates and Von Bell. But I think it's going to be tough with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I, I, I honestly don't know at this point. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do, but I don't think he's going to reset the safety market because I just think he's it's been waiting a long time. I think he's just trying to see, you know, what, where all the dominoes are going to fall. Yeah, this obviously would be a huge addition to the Broncos safety room, but ultimately I don't think it's uh, realistic at this point. Um, I think he honestly, I think he's going to go to the, uh, Cincinnati. That's kind of where it looks like it's going to be Cincinnati or Philly. I feel like um, I just don't see you really see it, you know, imaginable for the Broncos right now. Um, and uh, we're also hearing, according to uh, James Palmer uh, last night on Good Morning Football or yesterday morning on Good Morning Football, he said that uh, the Broncos uh, staff, including uh, Vance Joseph and the Broncos staff, love Caden Stearns and have big, big plans for him in 2023. So, I, at this point, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even think they're they're really trying to make a push for C.J. Garner Johnson. Um, it was a little bit interesting though, because everybody's talking about, oh, you're, and I, you know, obviously for you guys that follow me on Instagram, you guys know I posted that, and everybody's like, oh, why you're posting that? Super unrealistic. It's foolish of you. Well, the fact that he went out of his way and followed yeah. multiple Broncos players and the account out of nowhere on yeah. a what, what was it like a Tuesday night or yeah. Monday night like that's yeah, very very strange yeah, yeah. Very, very I'm strange. Not, like and it's one thing to follow the players but to follow the actual Broncos account like that's and then, and then to unfollow it afterwards like your, yeah, your yeah. Uh, agent told you to unfollow it to yeah, kind of let yeah. people get off yeah. of it yeah I mean it's, it's very interesting yeah, it's very interesting. I'm not gonna. It's it's one of those things that makes you kind of guess. Like, is the deal done, or they're just working out some little things? But um, I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't know. But I will say this: yeah. if Bronco fans who are just dying for CJ Gardner Johnson, I mean, I, I I really want him, man. Either way, we're gonna be just fine. Caden Stearns is ready to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, go watch your episode with him if you haven't. We had him on the pod. Great dude. He's mm-hmm. bro, he's he's a great player. Like, I'm not tripping about it. Like, if we don't get him, Caden Stearns, it, it's his time to start. And he's gonna he's gonna go crazy. I mean, he's been backing up two uh, studs, Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons. You, you already see the play he has when he gets in. He's he's gonna ball out. So yeah, and don't forget about uh, Brandon or excuse me, uh, Kareem Jackson either. I mean, yeah. uh, we're hearing from uh, I believe his name is Brandon Crystal on Twitter. He's one of the Broncos sources inside, you know, in and out of the building in the Denver media. He said the Broncos, from the feeling around, um, you know, the Broncos organizations that they love Kareem Jackson. Um, they love the the veteran uh, leadership that he brings to the team, and he said he would not be surprised if he's one of those guys that is brought back in Wave Three on a very uh, you know short term deal, something like one yeah, year, yeah, three two, million dollars. Yeah, about one year, two and a half million. I mean, it's gonna be similar to the deal he got last year, and I wouldn't, bro, I, I wouldn't hate that. Like, I mean, CJ Garner Johnson, it's a dream. Uh, if it happens, I'll be excited by it. But just the money, it's just the fact that, you know, he hasn't got his money already. You know, he's not, he's not an experienced, that much of an experienced guy. So he hasn't had his mega contract. And I think he really wants to get his money, especially at safety. Plus, he's coming off an injury. He had a big injury this season. He's going to want his money. So I don't know if Denver has a lot left. And, you know, if it's, you know, the smart thing to pay him all the money, and then you got to, and then you don't really have that much money left. But if, if I had to say one guy, like one big name, 
Um, I could definitely see Denver getting – it would have to be Darius Slay. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's realistic. I'm just saying I feel like if we were to get somebody, I think it would be him. I think Denver – I think Denver wants to get another big-time corner. I think mm-hmm. they do. I, I want him so bad. I want – this is the last thing I'm asking from George Payne. Yes, Please, like, the like, last thing. Like, I wouldn't even be mad if we went, like, broke, if we were, like, negative cast, whatever – because I, I, I'm all on board. I think cash pays is a myth because I'm like, it's no way Kansas City just out of nowhere pays a guy, Jawan Taylor, 80 million. Then you, um, like San Francisco, they had $3 million in cash space and gave Javon Hargrave a 40 or $84 million deal. I'm like, how? Like, how'd that work? But, anyways, I would, man, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I think, you know, he's, he, he wants to pair with another elite cornerback. And I, I was shocked when Philly cut him. I couldn't believe that they cut him. I was like, wow, they just gonna let him test the market, not even get a pick. Not a fifth, not a sixth, like nothing. They just let him go. All I know is if he's down to come to Denver, you pay him whatever money he wants and you get him here. That's so that's all I'm gonna say. You get him here. Yeah. Pat Sertan better not be hyping us up for nothing on Twitter right now. Um, it, you know, it, like you said, it might be a little unrealistic. And I know the Broncos are sitting around. Um, you know, it was 12 million in cap space this morning. And after they signed Tremont Smith, it's going to be around 10 ish uh, million in cap space. So the Broncos still have room to work with. But if they do uh, make this uh, Darius Slay signing, they're probably going to be in the negatives. And the Broncos still need around, you know, six ish, five ish million in cap space to, you know, sign their draft picks. So, um, yeah. that, that still needs to be taken into account. Yeah, and um, another thing, though, is some guys we could still cut to make cap room. You know, Mike, Brus- yeah. uh, Mike Purcell's name has been uh, brought up a lot. I'm not really on the board with cutting them. But uh, I think Jacob Martin's a guy that could free up some cap. Brandon McManus is a guy that will free up cap. So, I mean, I feel like the Broncos are still going to, va- you know, evaluate all the options when it comes to the money. I think, but you know, some positions, they're just going to stay put. I don't really see us cutting Mike Purcell. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it'll save us, like, nothing. Yeah, it won't save us that much. But I did see um, was by Derek Wolf. Derek Wolf reportedly um, was talking to um, Vance Joseph about signing Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Calais Campbell. Um, yeah, Derek Wolf. I'll read the quote to you. Say, yeah, I'm telling you, they should do it. I told him you guys should bring Calais in. I'll tell you exactly how the conversation went. Wolf noted. I said, you guys should call Calais. He's the perfect vet for uh, for your defense and a true leader. And he's not going to be too expensive. And he's still a dog. And Joseph, Vance Joseph replied, "Isn't he a Denver guy?" Text me his contact, so I, I sent him Calais Campbell's contact. So you never know. I mean, I uh, I remember when they cut him. Like I remember he chose Jacksonville over Denver when he left Arizona the first time. I know it did. It came down to Arizona. I mean Jacksonville and Denver, and he went with Jacksonville. Um, I wouldn't mind Calais. He's just very up there in age. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't mind him. I mean, like he wouldn't be that expensive. I I think it's kind of a um like medium risk, high reward type of things. You know, so. I, but I, I wouldn't mind him in Denver, though. I'll take him. Yeah, he. Uh, I wouldn't really want him, but he did say on Twitter that uh, you know whoever gets him is getting a dog. So yeah. uh, he's still he's still very uh, clearly confident that he can be one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Um, so obviously uh cornerback um you know the Broncos could still go a few ways. Um, there we mentioned Darius Slay. Um. You know, with the Tremont Smith signing, it seems like the Broncos don't really want to go get a you know a cornerback too. They're kind of wanna they kind of want to make uh, Demari Mathis, uh, you know, make him that type of player for the Broncos. Um, some guys still in the market are Rock is seen, um, Bryce Callahan if they want to go back with him. Um, you know, maybe Ronald Darby. But at the same time, I feel like uh, that's uh, not very realistic at this point, considering he failed his uh, physical de- designation, and at the same time, um, you know. 
they they could potentially could have uh, you know approached him about a contract restructure and he was you know refused to it so I, at this point it doesn't really seem realistic um but you never know you see guys like that all the time you know get cut and then eventually resign you know a few weeks later we saw with uh, Sterling Shepard um you know at first a lot of people were upset about it but he ends up going right back to New York when not a lot of people expected it so um backup outside backup offensive tackle is a big need now considering the Broncos all their free agency uh free agents basically walked and um Calvin Anderson signed a two-year deal with the New England Patriots. So the Broncos need a backup off t- offensive tackle at left and right and potentially a swing as well. Someone who I am still very high in is Jermaine Illuminor from the Raiders. I think they should definitely uh, look into bringing him here into uh, back to Denver. Um, someone I feel like got a little too much hate last season who had his best season with the Broncos was Cam Fleming. I feel like he definitely got a little bit too much hate. And when you turn on the tape, he wasn't awful. He was an average starter. So an average starter as a backup is certainly a good backup i think the broncos should definitely look there i know a lot of people in the denver media agree with me on that i think a one-year veteran not a veteran minimum but somewhere in the one million range uh 1.5 million range definitely is understandable given the circumstances i don't think you can really go just draft a bunch of tackles to back up these veterans i don't really think that schematically makes sense and i don't think sean payton will go that route um edge the Broncos, you guys need to circle him, and I think the Broncos could definitely get him in wave three of free agency and a, a very cheap uh, signing considering the season he had last year is Marcus Golden, who was with the Arizona Cardinals last year. He only had two and a half sacks in 20, uh, 2022, but he did have 37 pressures and 14 games started um, last season. So that is certainly really good. I mean, that's more than Zach Allen and uh, Draymond Jones, I think, combined. So. Um, obviously, those are two different positions, you know, given those circumstances. But Joseph has spoken very highly of Marcus Golden and Golden has sp- uh, spoken very highly of Vance Joseph. I think this is a, a route the Broncos could take, you know. For yeah, a I think Mar- yeah, I think Marcus Golden is very realistic. I think um, I mean, he's already gotten his payday in his career. Um, I think it was with the Giants and then he found his way back to Arizona, surprisingly. I mean, his stats is, I mean, his stats kind of speak for themselves. Um, it's nothing. I mean, he had 11 sack season last year. I mean, mm-hmm. um, in 2021. And then last year, you know, he had um, only two. He had two and a half. Um, but I think that's a lot of, you know, rotational stuff. But I mean, I feel like he can come here on a short-term deal, like like almost a minimum type of deal. Like you said, around wave three. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think, um, yeah, I think Van Jones is going to try to get another one of his guys, you know, in the, in the mix. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are going to be too, you know, um, comfortable with uh, Jonathan Cooper and um, Jacob Martin being the uh, the reliable, um, you know, rotational pass rusher. So I think this is a route they can go. I will say this, though. I think John- Jonathan Cooper is solid. Like, I-, I actually, I really love Jonathan Cooper. I think he can be a rotational guy. Um, yeah, but Jacob Martin, I think Jacob Martin is probably going to get released soon. I just think his contract is extremely high. For a rotational player, I think I think Denver might, might move on for him. But Jonathan Cooper, I mean, for a seventh round pick, Jonathan Cooper has he's played, he, he's exceeded expectations. So I wouldn't mind him at like you know him staying and him being a big part of the uh, rotation at all. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and the Broncos obviously need like a wide receiver three or four or whatever they're going to call it. And I think that's got to be Brandon Cooks. The Broncos need to submit this trade offer for Brandon Cooks, get this done soon and get immediate restructure. We've talked plenty about this. We can, you know, have a whole episode or whatever going over him. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks is just, 
you know, the guy that you need to get in this wide receiver room now. And we're also hearing this uh, as of this morning, the Broncos um, asking price for Jerry Judy is a first round pick. So they're making it pr pretty well known that they want to keep him. If they if they didn't, if they wanted to move away from him, they would have, you know, made their asking price around like a, a early second round pick, knowing that teams would, you know, pounce on that yeah, and kind of yeah, have a bidding, a bidding war for him. So yeah. um, I think they're, they're making it a little well known, which makes me think that Sutton may be on his way out. Um, you know, you don't, you never really know. We don't really know his way, his asking prices at this point. Um, I know Sarah Bettinger of uh, predominantly orange, you know, a uh, shout out to shout out to you, but, um, he, uh, he basically mentioned yesterday on Twitter that the Broncos would be, uh, if they settle for anything less than a second round pick for Sutton, given the fact that his contract is such a bargain on this receiver market and the fact that he's looking for a big bounce back here, they would be selling themselves short. So I kind of agree. I kind of agree with them on that. I think a second or a third, um, is kind of what you have to get out of a uh, Cortland Sutton given the contract stuff. Um, Safety depth, the Broncos, we already we were basically had a whole conversation about that. Um, I saw that Juan Thor Thornhill, shockingly enough, still hasn't been, been re-signed by the Chiefs. Wait, so what? He, yeah, he he's, free still, agent? he's still an option out there. Juan Thornhill. But I think he I think he just um actually I'm not sure. I know that he suffered like a serious injury relatively uh, recently, but Juan Thor Thornhill is still an option out there. Wow. Um yeah, so the wow. Broncos still have a multitude of ways that they go with that. But I think Caden Stearns is probably the most logical at this point, maybe draft some depth. But regardless, the Broncos do need some safety depth uh, after losing P.J. Locke. I hope they bring him back, though, and uh, kind of solve that problem they have there. And the last uh, you know, need for the Broncos here is uh, center. Um, I am not you know, very – I made it well-known. The Broncos are uh, not very um, – you know. I, I don't know if they're high end like who should be. I don't think he's a bit scheme fit at all for uh, Sean Payton. I think they need to get a replacement. And like you mentioned, Ben Jones, he's definitely uh, he makes the most sense for the Broncos at this point. I just don't think that's where they're going to go. Um, maybe they wait a little bit, uh, but I think ultimately I you know I feel pretty strongly about this. But I think the Broncos are going to draft center with their uh, their first pick in the in the draft. I think that's where they're going to try to um, kind of replace them. I know they they took Quinn Miners and made him a starter in the third round, so I don't see why not they can uh, you know do center. I know it's a stacked uh, draft in the interior. Yeah, um, you know me both want to eat and post it, but the Browns gave him six million a year for over three years, so that's not going to happen with the center spot. I still think Ben Jones is probably the best way to go. I don't think he's going to demand that much. I could see around like maybe bring them on for like a one year or maybe a two year, 8 million, you know, like four year annually. I'm thinking kind of for Ben Jones, you know, cause um, Mike Cliss said expect, you know, any Denver deal to be between the two to $4 million a year range yeah. from here on out until they make, you know, some more salary cap restructures and everything like that. So I could very well see uh, Ben Jones. Um, I don't, I don't think Cushion Bear is going to be here. I don't. I, I don't think Cushenberry. I mean, I think he'll be a backup, but I, but I think Denver's ready ready to make a switch. I mean, he hasn't been the mm -hmm. third round pick that we wanted. Um, just like you said, the scheme fit isn't there, so I don't really see it happening. Uh, but back to our receiver, and I hate to say this, but I, I, we called this months ago. We called this after the season. Um, I think Corlin Sutton's out. I think you know them showing that they were you know letting the reports come out that they were aggressively pursuing Alan Lazard. That we would have actually yeah. signed Alan Lazard. I think it shows that we have a deal in place for Corlin Sutton. I don't know what team it is. You know, you hear Tennessee, New England, um, Baltimore. You hear just a lot of these team names getting thrown around, the Giants. Um, I don't think Jerry Judy's going to get traded. I think Jerry Judy established himself the, you know, bounce back season, you know, the second half of the season he had. I think, honestly, it's Corlin Sutton. And I, I don't want to see Sutton go. You know, it's really sad. He said he wants to be somewhere he's appreciated. And he's not really appreciated here. I don't think Denver – 
you know, I, I, I just think he, I think, you know, the fans appreciate him, but I, I think he's gone. I think he knows he's gone. I think he knows about the deal that's in place. Um, but yeah, do not be surprised if Denver, I mean, and it's, it's kind of weird when you think about it, that Denver was getting ready to spend $11 million a year for Alan Lazard and our cap situation doesn't appear to be that big, but I will say, um, yeah, I think I think Corlin Sutton's way out. Maybe Brandon Cooks, um, you know, we trade and get him, but I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I don't know if Denver's going to trade and get another receiver or anything yeah. like that, or we just sign one in free agency. But I think Corlin Sutton, if we don't get another good receiver, um, he'll stay. But I honestly think he's gone. I think Sean Payton and those guys are trying to get another receiver. And, yeah, I, I think he's gone. Yeah, I don't think this move really signifies the fact that they're just trying to add another receiver to the room. Yeah. I think they're trying to replace we're someone, playing. actually. Yeah, so it's really unfortunate. Someone who, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, you know, and Tim Patrick, those guys are, you know, a big emotional attachment to the fan base. And it, it, whoever gets traded, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to take a little bit of a sting to the fans. Um, and Cortland Sutton's definitely looks like the most obvious right now. The reason I think, you know, Jerry Judy really doesn't get traded is the fact that we got news uh, from, you know, uh, Aria. From Ari of uh, My Sports Update, he said that the Broncos, you know, not only aggressively pursuing Alan Lazard, but they aggressively pursued him because they really adore his his toughness and his route running. Who who has the biggest toughness in that receiver room? It's Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick. Who has the best route running? It's Jerry Judy. So if that's something they value so much, you know, why why would they go sign Alan Lazard and yep. trade Jerry Judy? You can make the argument that they're trying to replace that aspect of his game, but I, I really don't feel like it's I don't really feel like it's like that. I feel like they value route running that much to the fact that they want to add more of that and trade a guy that doesn't have that in their game. So I think I think you're right. I think Corlin Sutton might be on his way out. Ultimately, though, I don't really think they should sell them short those themselves yeah. short. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really mad if yeah, it's below a yeah. second round pick. Yeah. Um. And just to throw out there, James Palmer just tweeted that it that um it's out there that teams have called the Broncos about their wide receivers and the possibility of a trade. Interesting note from Mike Garofolo on the NFL Network that Denver was really in on wide receiver Alan Lazard. If that would have happened, then you can assume they would have been moving to wide receiver. So I mean. I've said it from the jump. I think Corlin Sutton minimum because he's on a bargain contract. He's still in his prime, young. Um, he, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I think that we need to get a minimum of a second-round pick. I think third-round pick is selling yourself short. I think, you know, I mean, but it really depends on how you – it really depends, though. Like, if it's like a, a early second-round – I mean, early third, like – but I, me personally, I honestly think that it needs to be – it needs to be a second-round pick if you're going to move Quillen Sutton. I, I think any team who wants him, I think Tennessee should come off a second-round pick. You're getting a wide receiver one. But, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, it's really Denver choosing him over Tim Patrick because I think Tim Patrick is kind of almost untradeable because he's his age and he's coming off of that torn ACL. So teams aren't going to be just too high on trading for Tim Patrick. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's another reason why it's mainly going to be Quillen Sutton. Well, yeah, they love Tim Patrick in that building. I don't, I don't yeah. really think they, they even think thought about trading him. Yeah, and it is really, it really, it is really interesting, honestly, though, because all these wide receivers are on the trade block, but the one wide receiver is Tim Patrick. It's, it is, it is a little bit interesting because they're it's listening crazy. to all these officers offers, but we're hearing nothing about Tim Patrick. So, is it teams not being interested, or is it Broncos simply just hanging up immediately on those I, Tim Patrick calls? You know what I think it is. I think Russ is playing a part in that. I think Russ. I think Russ values Tim Patrick very, very highly. I think because, you know, like I said, you look in the offseason last year, that was the guy, that, that was his guy. And I think, you know, Tim Patrick, you look at the seasons he's had when he's healthy, just the underrated seasons, they're not dropping a single pass, The just the consistency. I think, you know, they really want to see what he can do. And I know he's like 29 going on 30, or he might even be 30. 
But I will say this, Tim Patrick, he's in his prime. I know he's coming off an injury, but I think they value him more than Sutton. And I think that's surprising to say, mm -hmm. but I'm not surprised by it. I think when Tim Patrick's on the field, he's better than Sutton. I just think uh, that's just me. I know Bronco fans might disagree. I just think he's a better option than Cortland Sutton when he's on the field. And he showed that when they both been side to side. So, yeah, I'm I value, not surprised. I value Tim Patrick more as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where the uh, wide receiver situation is sitting at right now. I think you guys uh, should probably start preparing for the fact that the Broncos uh, deal a wide receiver relatively soon to uh, not only free up cap, but, you know, recoup some of that draft capital. But, yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. hope you guys enjoyed as Wave 2 of free agency has officially started and the Broncos have made a whirlwind of our signings as we uh, react to it here on the Broncos Avenue podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. You know, greatly appreciate so all the support you uh, guys show during free agency is greatly appreciated i appreciate all of you guys you know if you say you know take just a few seconds out of your day to click on the episode watch leave a like or leave a like and subscribe and you know turn notifications on as well so you don't miss any of these uh free agency episodes as we update you and continue to provide you the best coverage of the denver broncos here on the podcast um, if you guys are listening on spotify and apple podcast as well over there you guys are greatly appreciated as well make sure you guys follow and have notifications on so you don't miss any of these free agency ad additions of the episodes as the broncos continue to look to fill some some more of their holes on their team and as we uh, transition to uh, the nfl draft we're gonna have a uh, lots of coverage on that all the position groups as well as we uh, continue to go you know do our film breakdowns and everything that we learn from all these prospects as we uh, end and wrap up free agency here and move into wave three relatively soon um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i'm your host amir with my coach jordan until the next one peace peace